0: Hey everybody, it's Scoots here. I guess we're talking about uh, Bartlett's Familiar Quotations, at least to start. I looked this up on Wikipedia. It's often simply called Bartlett's. It's B-A-R-T-L-E-T-T-apostrophe-S, and it was written by a Bartlett, John Bartlett. It's an American reference work, longest-lived and most widely distributed collection of quotations, First issued in 1855, this is all from Wikipedia, and and currently in its 18th edition in 2012. uh, It arranges entries by author rather than subject, uh, as many other quotation collections. Enters authors chronologically by date of birth rather than alphabetically. Within years, authors are arranged alphabetically, and quotations are arranged chronologically. With each within each author's entry, followed by attributed remarks whose source in the author's writings have not been confirmed. And it can, it, can, it contains a thorough keyword index and details the source of each quotation. History. Oh, wow, it gets more interesting. John Bartlett ran the University Bookstore in Cambridge, Mass., and was frequently asked for information on quotations, so he began a, began a commonplace book of, of them for reference. We'll look up what commonplace book is in a minute. Bartlett is generally supposed to have drawn the quotations in his book from his own extensive reading and prodigious memory in that commonplace book. But he acknowledged in the 1855 preface uh, that it has been enlarged by additions from uh, an English work on a similar plane. And that work uh, was named in some reviews of the time as a handbook of familiar quotations by English authors, Isabella Rushton Preston. And that was from 1853. It was privately printed in 1855 as a collection of familiar quotations. The first edition was 258 pages, 169 authors, but mostly it was from the Bible, Shakespeare, and great English poets, quoting Wikipedia there. The fourth edition said that it's not easy to determine, in all cases, the degree of familiarity uh, that belong to, to the phrases and sentences which present themselves for admission from uh, what is familiar to one class of readers might be new to another. And again, I guess this is limited in scope, uh, you know, to this uh, uh, person's purview, you know. Uh, let's see, the book had great success. There's three more editions, then it joined the Boston publishing firm of Little Brown and Company. Bartlett Rose to become senior partner of the firm. Let's look up Little Brown and Company. Still, I think, still the publisher. Supervised nine editions of work before moving on to uh, the big publishing house in the sky. Even by 1905, it had sold over 300,000 copies. Seventh edition in 1875, eighth in 1882, ninth in 1891. To be 20 years before the 10th edition, which was edited by Nathan Haskell Doyle. 10th edition, also known as the author's edition, was much like its predecessors. It began with quotations originally in English and then arranged them chronologically. Uh, Chaucer was the first entry, Mary Frances Butts the last. Uh, quotes were chiefly from literary sources, and then a miscellaneous section of quotations in English from politicians and scientists. Uh, then a selection of translations, which is in quotes, uh, mostly of lines from ancient Greeks and Romans. So again, pretty uh, limited to this uh, Western uh, viewpoint. Uh, last section was devoted to the Bible and the Book of Common Prayer. The 11th edition was edited by Christopher Morley and Luella D. Everett. Uh, expanded the page size, created a two-column format, making the first it edi- the first edi- edition that is recognizable to users of the modern work. And they also did a 12th edition in 1948, then 13th edition 1955, the Centennial Edition. This work was credited to the editors of Little Brown, Preference gives uh, special thanks to Morley and Everett as well as Emily Morrison Beck. This had more recent material. Two youngest authors: Bill Maudlin and Queen Elizabeth II. Beck also edited the fourteenth edition and the fifteenth. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, then uh, Justin Kaplan. Whose life of Mark Twain, Mr. Kemp, oh, whose book life of whose book, uh, Mr. Clemens and Mark Twain had won the 1967 Pulitzer. Kavlin brought out the 16th edition in 93. Uh, let's see, then in 2017th 2000, edition, 2003, they included uh, pop culture people, uh, including Larry David. Some classics were cut. Uh, Alexander Pope was dropped. Uh, and the 18th edition came out in 2012. It was edited by poet, critic, and editor Joffrey O'Brien, the editor-in-chief of the Library of America. Oh, there's also the Yale Book of Quotations in the Oxford Dictionary of Quotations. And just looking, there's not a ton of... Uh, let's see, we got an online of the copy of the 10th edition or a copy of the 12th edition... Or the 14th edition. Let's take a look at the 10th edition real quick. Uh, Oh, it's like searchable. So I don't know if I can do that. Uh, Chronological index of authors. Let me just click on this here. Just randomly pick somebody. Ralph Venning. All the beauty in the world's but skin deep. Uh, Wow, that was from Ralph Venning. Let's, I guess, let's try one more here. Yeah, it like people that haven't heard of here. A lot of dudes here, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, William Pitt, Earl of Chatham. Confidence is a plant of slow growth in an aged bosom. It doesn't sound... Where law ends, journey begins. I don't see any... Um, These that I'm really, okay, let's look up the, like I used to think, I remember when I discovered this book, I thought it was a pathway to greater knowledge. Not understanding that kind of quotations are mostly based as part of a larger context and process, not uh, results. Okay, a commonplace book, though or a way to compile knowledge by writing information into books. Uh, They've been kept from antiquity, particularly during the Renaissance. Similar to scrapbooks filled with items of many kind, proverbs, adages, maxims, quotes, letters. Entries are most often organized under subject headings and differ functionally from journals or diaries, which are chronological and introspective. Commonplaces are used by readers, writers. This, again, from Wikipedia students, uh, is an aid for remembering useful useful confe- concepts or facts. So I guess that's a little bit about commonplace. Let's look at a couple more things today. Oh, Little Brown and Company, American publish, uh, publishing company founded in 1837 by Charles Coffin Little and James Brown in Boston for close to two centuries. Published uh, fiction and nonfiction, including Emily Dickinson's poetry, Bartlett's Familiar Quotations, and is now a division of the Hatchet Book Group. Let's see what we got. Uh, I, don't know, I think that's pretty good. I mean, that's a, they've been around for a while. Mary Frances Butts uh, uh, was an uh, 1890 to 1937. uh mo- English modernist writer. Uh, Found in uh, recognition in literature literary magazines, such as the Bookman and the Little Review, as well as from fellow modernists T. S. Eliot, H. D. and Breyer. Uh, Regained fell into obscurity, but then began to be republished in the nineteen eighties. Let's see. Read a little bit about uh, her work here. Let's see, these are some of the writings. Uh, Magic Book 4, oh, by Alistair Crowley. Ash of Rings, armed with uh, imaginary letters. Uh, Felicity Taverner, uh, several occasions. Warning to Hikers, uh, the Macedonian. Scenes from Life of Cleopatra. My Crystal cabin, cab, Cabinet. Uh, most of her books were reprinted in the 80s and the 90s. Anyway, so the, that's a little bit. Oregon boundary dispute. Uh, oh, 50 40 or fight uh, redirects here. So that was one of the quotes that came up. Uh, the Oregon uh, boundary dispute or Oregon question was a 19-century uh, 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 territorial dispute over the Pacific Northwest. So people arguing over somebody else's uh, land, Uh, uh, Russian Empire, Great Britain, Spain, and the U.S. Uh, After the War of 1812, the Oregon dispute took on increased importance between the British Empire, the American Republic, uh, and the Russians that signed in the the 1820s the Russo-American Treaty and the Russo-British Treaty. And the Spanish had signed on the uh, Adams-Onus Treaty. And uh, they're trying to figure out uh, who could control the Pacific coast. Uh, It was still contested by the U.K. and the U.S. Uh, The disputed area was the region west of the Continental Divide, north of the uh, 42nd parallel north, uh, and the Russian parallel at uh, 5440. British called it the Columbia District. The Americans called it Oregon, the Oregon Country. Uh, 1844, uh, it was a part of the U.S., it came up during the presidential election. Oh, man, good old Manifest Destiny. Oh, boy. Uh, they, wa- they wanted to make an offer on the 49th parallel. However, that faltered, tensions grew and they, everyone was urging James K. Polk to annex the entire Pacific Northwest all the way to the 5440. And these tensions gave rise to that slogan, 5440 or fight. Uh, and Also, the U.S. was annexing Texas. So, uh, so yeah, a lot there, a lot, uh, a lot going on with uh, that uh, Bartlett's quom- quotations. Uh, but, uh, anytime I think about, uh, that I think about, uh, you know, my Nana always came up and, uh, so I was thinking my Nana, um, and records that I have, uh, maybe Nana, could we work out something, um, where we go through these records, uh, and you give me Nana's book of familiar quotations. Oh, Nana doesn't want to be on mic. Oh, that's okay. So I'll do this, uh, these are uh, Nana's uh, quotations you're not familiar with. And I'll, get, I'll try to get... This is a quote from Fabian. This friendly world. And, you know, contextually, Nana normally says this This friendly world. Uh, I would guess she would say it in irony, but let's imagine a world from Nana's perspective, instead of only imagining it from my perspective, right, Nana, finally? As you're saying, so what if there was a world where I was more open-minded about Nana's perspective, right, uh, and where Nana was coming from, trying to help me, right, help myself, so this friendly world, you would say, that's what you're trying to help provide me with your guidance, is this friendly world, uh, Another quote by Fabian, you know, that was the B-side, I assume, because the A-side is hound dog man. And when you say that, you say like a hound dog man makes me think, uh, you say, why are you acting like a hound dog man? You're saying it in a friendly, helpful way, though, Nana, because I'm chasing my own tail around, I'm sniffing around. And trying to find my own way instead of just getting help, right, and saying, okay, well, yeah, isn't there anything else I could do that would be good for everybody instead of just uh, sniffing, like, why do all the work, right? Just ask for help. Don't be a hound dog, man. Uh, Ask for some help uh, in this friendly world. Thanks, Nana. Another couple people Nana White likes to quote is Gene Pitney. And uh, one of them is tower tall. Uh, I've heard heard her say that uh, before, quoting Gene Pitney, tower tall. And I'd say, okay, that means the task at hand is not going to be easy, right? Uh, We could be walking up the tower, it's going to be tall. We could be looking up at the tower, and it's a simple statement. You know, it's a flexible one. Wow, tower's tall kind of like there, somebody told me recently, hey, there's only four prayers, really. Uh, H-E-L-P, thank you, wow, and uh, another one, uh, fudge. Those are four, the only four prayers. Uh, or, or, and I say, okay, I like that. This one sounds similar, though. Tower Tall could be, yeah, it could be wow. It could be Towers Tall, uh, help uh, what are the other ones? Uh, tower tall. Thanks. That's beautiful. Or tower tall. That, you fudge. I got to go all the way up that tower. It's going to be or over it. Uh, how am I going to do that? Another thing I hear Nana say from Gene Pitney all the time is uh, half heaven, heart, half heaven, half heartache. And that's, again, another one flexible. She says it a lot about me when I'm at my best. Uh, she says... Uh, and then she usually refines him, well, with you, it's more like uh you know ninety nine 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 point nine 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 heartache uh point zero 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 heaven uh and I'd say, there's a little bit of heaven in all of us, nana, but mostly in your smile, and then I said, did that get me to half heaven half heartache uh but That's something we can all relate to, right? Half, half. And half. It's a relatable quote, Gene Pitney. Another one I love uh, to, to hear from Nana, but I, you know, I and I'd love to hear it in the way Nana means it. She when she quotes the chiffons, uh, one fine day. She loves to quote the chiffons one fine day. And again, that can mean it could be speaking about the present, uh, one fine day, or you know, sometimes. Uh, Nana speaks would speak about it. She'd be just jesting, but about my bottom dollar. Uh, but I don't know. I wouldn't be betting my bottom dollar. But it'd say, uh, and I actually don't know what that quote means. So sure, I probably shouldn't. bet she'd say, one fine day, you know. And it's say, Nana. We don't. You don't practice. You're, you're imaginary, so you can't practice corporal discipline with me. But one fine day, we might. Uh, and then another thing I can relate to, maybe a lot of you can relate to when Nana quotes the chiffons, why am I so shy? Why am I so shy? And you could say it with a forlorn thing, but what, you know, I've learned from Ted Lasso is, uh, or maybe say, I mean, you could say it like that, why am I so shy? Uh, or you could say in a playful way, uh, or you could say, Hey, it's okay. Why am I so so, so shy? Don't know, but I'm here by and by to give you, uh, everything, uh, you can need, you know, but it is a quote that comes up for Nana. You know, another one that comes up, uh, by, you know, another person, you know, this is Nana's generation. She likes to quote Bobby Darren, B-O-B-B-Y-D-A-R-N. And she says, sorrow tomorrow. And when she says that, you know, uh, I say Nana, like, uh. I said, "What about? How about? Okay, uh, but uh, like, uh, you, like, what can't we look for? Uh, we, I thought it's one one fine day, sorrow tomorrow. Is that like you're predicting the weather now? But maybe it's more of a wise saying. Again, if I can embrace Nana, embrace Ray. I'm sorry, Nana. Like it is a case of you spot it, you got it for me." because you're so relatable. But maybe you're saying, hey, save the sorrow for tomorrow. But I would say, for me, I'd say it's okay to be sad today, too. But uh, maybe if you're, f- f- here's, here's where I think you're coming from, Nana. If I'm focused on tomorrow, it'll always be sorrow. Uh, even when I'm fantasizing about taking a vacation or being a different person that's uh, living tomorrow like it's one fine day. It's you know it's all about living in the moment, right, Nana? Thank you for that lesson. It took me a while from you and Bobby Darren. Another thing you, I, I took probably take the wrong way is when you say you must have been a beautiful baby when you quote Bobby Darren, and uh, I, I say like uh, are you saying I'm beautiful now, or I'm be- like I was a beautiful baby and I'm not beautiful anymore? But I think what you're really saying, Nana, which other people say is, hey, pay some compliments. Uh, and that's the easy way to pay a compliment. But even, I think it's probably confusing in the modern-day parlance. So, and plus, most people don't remember when they're a baby. So I'd say, uh, like, just find a way to compliment somebody is what you're really saying, Nana. Oh, then there's your, uh, your quote of them, Uh here comes the night, uh, and again, I guess it's like, uh, you know, that sometimes it's re- re- ready, like, hey, here comes the night, let's do our bedtime routine, right, Nana? And to get ready for bed, uh, and uh, here comes the night, uh, it'll be okay, right, Nana? That's what you're saying. Here comes the night, uh, and all for myself. That's also another quote from them you like to quote, huh, Nana? All for myself, uh. And that's when I think you're, like, uh, really, uh, you you know, I don't like uh I don't know what that one means. I'm trying to find the deeper meaning. I mean, you can imagine you, like, I guess this is my chance to grow. Because I say, well, if you were hugging me, I'd say, I'm going to keep you all for myself. But that would make me take off, Nana, and, you know, want to have my own distance. Uh, but maybe it's that. It's like, oh, I can't have all, it all for myself uh I want it all for myself, but I can't have it all for myself, huh? So not easy, but true. is uh, You can't have it all for yourself even when you watch it, right, Nana? So that's that's another good lesson from you. Thank you, Nana. You know, Nana, I wanted to take a second to compliment you on how... Do, do you realize that your um, quotes are so brief usually only a few words. I mean, brevity is the act of uh, sincerity, or sincerity is the act of brevity, or something, because that's not my skill set, that it could be set on a 45 or a 33 record. But I remember when you quoted Johnny Horton to me, the mansion you stole. And I guess I took it a little bit in my my interpretation of it because uh, I think you were describing it about my habits and uh, cleaning up after myself and staying organized but I took a much different meaning from it Nana that uh, that uh, of heartbreak and uh, but of depth uh, to a person that uh, like I, I guess because I said well, if that was a song, that you were quoting the title of instead of a pithy saying. First of all, I'd say, I don't think there's anything pithy about the mansion you stole because you say, but I say, oh, like a person is a mansion, so many rooms, whatever the, I don't, Nana, what's a ball, st-? there's a word like balustrade or something, but uh, I say, okay. That is a way to describe it, or the depth of someone's heart. Uh, And of course, that Johnny Horton song you like to quote from a movie—I don't know—but where you're going to send, where you tell me to go, sometime north to Alaska, when you send me to my room, when you send me out the door, when you send me on my way north to Alaska—I know what that means. Also, because your body language usually helps me. Uh, north to Alaska. That's where I'll go. Now, this one, you know, this is a famous. Uh, you, when you, this is the most famous person. I mean, some might say, I don't know. Did you quote Donovan earlier, or was it? Uh, you quoted a couple for people that could 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 be considered one name people. You name this person. They have two names, but they probably if, if like Elvis Presley, you say. And I like how you don't do quote quotes. You do uh, whatever those things are—brackets and not brackets, uh, parentheses. You say you're the uh, uh, figure with red spandex in disguise, and I say there's no disguise in me, Nana. That's re- those are red spandex that I, I'm not that I'm wearing figuratively. It, you, my figure is figuratively wearing red spandex. Oh boy is it uh, And I'm shaking my hips because those mean that I am the red wearing spandex person from beneath the earth or somewhere you know down there in disguise. And the other one, I guess I never took it as I didn't realize it was figurative. Because, but you quote Elvis, you say, "Please don't drag that string around." And I always thought that was uh, did, like you were just telling me. And I said, "Well, uh, you, what, which?" St-? Then I'd look behind me to see if it was a string hanging off my clothes, or a lot of times I assumed it was my sh- the way. You were saying my shoelace. But uh, I guess it's, in some sense, it's a gather up the string of the uh, things I drag around. And maybe I should gather those up and not drag them around. Uh, Especially, because normally I say, wow, Nana's really asking me in a way I'm unfamiliar with, uh, saying, please. But another quote of yours, I love, Nana. Oh, thanks, Nana. Nana just asked a question. <laughs> the, the, she said, "Oh, is this like Bartlett's Familiar Quotations? Are you doing what? What system of order are you doing them in? Is it chronological? Is it by? Na-? I say, Nana, it's by the stack of records in my hand that I'm reading off of uh, your famous quotes. And this is one of my favorites, uh, except that I always you talk about misquoting Nana." Uh, and even when I, when I misquote you, I do sing this, all that glitters isn't gold, you say, from Lou Christie, but I always say all, you know, I, I I guess I do, I think, isn't that song, all that glitters is gold, uh, but then you say that doesn't make any sense, uh, and I'd say, well, that's. I say, I think I learned it from a commercial for cereal, or maybe it was for golden um, sugar cubes, or whatever they're called. Uh, sugar, golden sugar puffs uh, with the bear on there. Are they just sugar puffs? I think they're golden and they glitter like gold. And I say, all that glitters is gold. And you say, no, all that glitters is not gold. And I'd say, isn't gold right, Nana? And you'd say, correct. Uh, and I'd say, well, it still sounds like me, but that was uh, old Lou or not Luke. And then I say, is that from, like, then I say, do you know who said that? Now I'll say this, all that glitters is gold, Lon Chaney. And you say, are you doing this on purpose? Because it's Lou Christie. Two faces have I. Oh, boy. If I could say, I say, well, my face... Uh, Nana's face usually has you Nana you have more than two faces and I wouldn't call you two-faced cuz you're so straightforward and honest uh but if you were trying to simplify it into a song that only had four you know a quote obviously we're talking quotes here I'd say you probably would say it uh you know two two like uh, two faces have I I think that'd be better was that a song in Phantom of the Opera cuz I think uh does Phantom of the Opera have a song? Two Faces Have eyes. It sounds like somebody would be singing that in a musical anyway. And Nana, this one, will even you will laugh. before We won't even have to get into this quote, but you'll have a laugh at what you would, would, you know, so will all the listeners listening along at this one. When you quote, quote, quote C- Connie Francis, but you're saying, it, like your quote, if my pillow could talk... Uh, talk about something for her sleep with me. Uh, you know, that's so easy. Cause we have that quote, you know, boy, you know, if my pillow could talk, it's, there'd be nothing to say, uh, other than, you know, no, I mean, I wash, I don't wash my pillow as often as I should. And, uh, like, uh, but uh, you know, that, Nan, I knew you'd have a laugh at that. You're still laughing. Uh, too easy. She says, uh, and, you know, Connie Francis also, you quote Connie Francis saying, um, uh, you're the only one who can disappoint me. And uh, then I usually sing, like, another song that goes, do you really want to disappoint me? Do you really, you know, want to make me cry? But then you say, and I say, really, I'm the only one that could disappoint? And I say, oh, because you're an imaginary nana living within me. That makes sense, and also that's a great lesson to tell tell me, like, just like we said earlier, I spotted, I got it, right, Nana? Because, uh, yeah, I could do, you know, that uh, only, you know, that's my behavior, like, uh, that's disappointing, you know, and my expectations, so you're right, Nana, Another person. This was an obscure one, but I take it. You know, sometimes you say this when you're frustrated. You quote Leslie Gore, uh, and you say "Danny," but you say it in a way, you know, where you snap your fingers. So I always thought it was a way so you wouldn't, uh, you know, because you sometimes you say it after you say "It's my party." The old that's the mo- is that the most famous? Like is that the one I cry if I want to, or is that another one? You know, because I always wonder, uh, I always wonder, is it Nana, like, is Nana, um, is it my party? Um, another one, you know, you, I've heard you quote before, is old Gene Pitney, right? And you all, like, that's when you pretend, sometimes you, you, uh, you say, uh, because this was one of the f- funniest things. You, you like you say I'm dehydrating you. Teardrop. You usually say teardrop by teardrop. But, but then I had to imagine what you were saying. You just say teardrop by teardrop. Uh, but then I said, wouldn't it be more make more sense if you said, uh, you, 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 little Andy, you're 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 dehydrating your Nana. Teardrop by teardrop. Or hey Nana, how did you get dehydrated? Well, because teardrop by teardrop by dealing with little Andy I turned to dust teardrop by teardrop um but you could oh boy nana um but yeah I'm sure there's other ways you could do and then you said mecca the gene Pit- pitney thing which I didn't understand uh, and like uh, you, you could like I didn't know if that was like something like uh I did not know if you were working on like a screenplay or something, Nana, where you're trying to write hip dialogue for. Because then you say, well, when they wrote that dialogue, like uh, I was thinking, of Heather's and Tina Fey. I think Tina Fey said, well, they made up the, some of the stuff. Uh, so I don't know. And I said, well, I don't know if you should be using Mecca as a t- like. Like I said, Nana, can't we? Can't you just use it in? Uh, but you say, well, I'm not. I'm quoting whatever Gene Pitney. This is one I I never knew like it just made me laugh, uh Bob B Sox uh you quote and you'd say flipping nitty and I'd say did you how do you spell Bobby Sox? B O and you say Bob X. and I'd say Oh wow Nana that's some wild stuff. Uh Bobby Sox, eh? Flipping nitty I'd say, those sound like, uh, characters from, from, from like a Sleep With Me podcast. And then you say, zip-a-dee-doo-dah. And I'd say, is that like the song from a, like, uh, but usually that's when you, uh, that's when you answer my question with a song and you say, uh, trouble in paradise, when will I be loved? Uh. And I say are those two different songs. So, oh, "Trouble in Paradise" is, uh, and I guess that's uh, what it's like being around me. How huh? you say "Trouble in Paradise"? And uh, but Josephine, this is what makes me giggle: "Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini." And I think Josephine is another quote, right? Uh, you're just quoting various uh, popular artists' vocals and orchestra, right? But uh, itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. And then Tommy Rowe is another one, and I've heard you, oh, boy, do you love to quote Tommy Rowe, save your kisses. Uh, and if I could quote Tommy Rowe, I'd say, like, in uh, that other thing, teardrop by teardrop, I would quote The Weeknd uh, and say, save your tears, and then you'd say what are you going to say save your tears for a rainy day and I'd say for another day Nana but I mean if I but it, here's here's something maybe the weekend meant this maybe the weekend red cat in the hat uh, as a boy as a lad maybe weekend change maybe it was save your tears for a rainy day. And uh, that was for the cat in the hat, like some cat and hat related project. Uh, and it really, the, if anyone knew what was going on with the cat and the hat, there'd be a lot of tears, even though everything was fine. I mean, other than the fish, I guess the fish would sing it. Uh, the fish is that the fish would say, "Save your tears for a rainy day," and then the like uh, be a rainy day, good day to cry. You could say. But you like save your kisses for Tommy Rowe, and I, I always say, "Well, what does that mean? Uh, you, like you like you don't want? I mean, obviously, you know, we won't be doing any kissing, even you know. I mean, I could kiss your forehead if if you were under the weather, Nana. I mean, I'd be honest. Our relationship preferred not to be a kissing-based relationship, even a pecking. You know, that's just where I'm at. One day, Nana, the podcast listeners may hear three years from now. It's Nana, go ahead and give me a kiss on the cheek. But right now, just where I am in my honest growth is I say, Nana, I'm practicing trying to be somewhat kind to you occasionally. And I'd prefer you save your kisses. So thanks for helping me assert myself. And then you quote Tommy Rowe when you say Sheila, who, you know, that's uh, someone in my family And I say, wow, Sheila, Uh, but then there was also the song, oh, oh, Sheila. But that's a different song than what we're talking about. Another quote I like, Nana, is when you quote uh, Doris Troy. It's so rare, but you say, just one look. uh, And I said, what does she mean by that, just one look? Like, are you just going to give me just one more look, or are you... um, Uh, like, uh, you see just one look and I say, okay, Nana, I just giving you one look of, uh, miss Like, I don't understand, but maybe you're saying it to yourself. Uh, and I'll never forget the day you said, you, you quoted Doris Troy and you said, I got the Bosa Nova blues. And I said, Nana, I think that was my favorite uh, piece of sci-fi fiction I read as a boy. And he said, no, no, I'm telling you how I'm feeling. And I said, are you sure? I said, I thought that was in a series of books that I read as a boy that I've been trying to get the bottom of, Bossa Nova Blues. Don't, Don't you remember, Nana? There's two books that I'm searching for the titles of or copies of and one of which is a b- book i read as a, 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 a child i checked it out of the library not a not a young child though probably somewhere between first grade and ninth grade probably between first grade and, and fifth grade though nana really and i could swear that if i was going to invent a title for the book five of that series it would be bossa nova blues uh Because maybe they live on the Bosa Nova. I don't know what it would be. I mean, you could make it about Bosa Nova, which I think is a kind of music. I don't know, Nana. But I was thinking they live on Bosa Nova Station. Or maybe there's a Bosa Nova coming to the planet so everybody's down. But if that was a boy who was my age when I was reading it who had an Android duplicate of themselves, maybe who was their best friend, but I don't. that's all I remember about the book. I, I mean, other than lying on my bedroom floor reading it and listening to the radio. And uh, so I say, Bosa Nova Blues. I guess I gave you a case of that. And then, oh, of course, Nan, I'll talk about the other book. I mean, the other book comes up a lot, which is a book where you know, like where they the kid tries to, do, like, uh, eventually uh, tries to dig a hole through the center of the earth. Uh, and it kind of shows scientifically what kind of equipment would be needed as a boy escalates from just a shovel to uh, actually trying to dig to the other side of the earth. But, uh,. I guess that would, that reminds me of those quotes where where you roll your eyes and you you quote Doty Stevens coming of age or you shrug your shoulders uh to behave, be you know describe my behavior and you say I don't know coming of age uh and I guess I never know what that means uh Another one, this is like an emotional thing, you say, like some of the things, I don't know what the term is, uh, but it was called Pink Shoelaces by Dodie Stevens, another Dodie Stevens quote, Pink Shoelaces, uh, you know, reminds me a bit of Ted Lasso saying barbecue sauce when you say pink shoelaces, but I don't know, uh, and then you'd quote, I know you quoted the monkeys a few times, uh. One of them, you just said words, right? Uh, and uh, like, I guess that was when I was talking too much or I didn't understand something. You'd say words, uh, and normally I would respond to that with word up. Uh, uh, and you'd say no words. Uh, you wouldn't say it's just word. You just say words. Uh, and I'd say, oh, that must be the wisdom of the monkeys. Like that other monkeys quote you like to say, Pleasant Valley Sunday. And then you'd use the day of the week that's not Sunday. Pleasant Valley Sunday on Thursday. And I'd say, is that what time with me feels like, Nana? Pleasant Valley Sunday? And that was when you'd again quote uh, Connie Francis, as you love to do so much. Uh, and you'd say, everybody's somebody's fool. But then you would move it around. You'd say, Here's somebody, every, somebody's, everybody's somebody's fool. Somebody, you're the somebody, and you're forever, And I'd say, thanks, Nana. I'm glad. And I say, well, it's good because I have a purpose now. So, but somehow, somehow, that quote, that Connie Francis quote, led to the podcast, Nana. Do you believe that? Uh, good old Connie Francis, saying everybody's somebody's fool. And, uh, you know, the other thing is sometimes I can, you know, let my feelings come up of jealousy, jealous you know, and I'm jealous of you, just like you would say with Connie Francis, you would usually, I I guess I'm imagining you would say it when I didn't do some, I'm jealous of you, don't do the dishes, uh, when they're supposed to be done. But I think the one thing that, you know, I love the most Nana is, uh, Uh, you you know, when you quote Eddie Hodges or Edie Hodges and you say, I'm going to knock on your door because I, again, mistook that as some sort of uh passive aggressive statement, but it was more like, I'm going to say hi to you. I'm going to knock on your door with kindness, with love. I'm going to reach out to you and, and quote, I'm going to knock on your door. Uh, and then that other, uh, Eddie Hodges or Edie Hodges quote you love. The last quote we'll share in this book of, uh, Nan, Bart, Nana's unfamiliar quotations ain't going to wash for a week. Uh, you would usually say that after if, if an occasion I did kiss your forehead, I would hope you'd say that Nana or shook your hand or gave you a hug more. It's not a state a statement of fact, but as, uh, Statement of disbelief, right? Like, I ain't going to wash for a week. Uh, You know, I don't watch your kiss. You know, you actually hugged me. But you're, you know, every quote you have in Nana, when I take it, when I take a second to actually listen, is like, uh, I guess I shouldn't wash my ears out for a week. After hearing all this wisdom. uh, So I'm glad to hear it, Nana. Thanks so much and good night.